hey, Joe Casaboni here, and I'm just letting you know that how I built it is now Streamlined Solopreneur. So if you're seeing a new artwork and a new name in your podcast player, that is expected and by design. The new name better reflects the mission and really what has been the mission of this show for the last few years, and I'm really excited about it. All the links in the show notes and how I built it will still work, but the show also has a new home over at streamlined.fm if you want to check it out. Thanks so much for listening. This episode is brought to you by our great sponsors. BoldGrid works as a suite of plugins designed to help you create WordPress websites faster and easier than ever. BoldGrid will improve your workflow by providing direct access to free themes, page templates, photography, design elements, forms, galleries, and much more right from your dashboard. And the Bold Grid page builder allows you to easily drag and drop and edit this content as you see fit, all without having to use shortcodes. To learn more, head over to buildpodcast.net slash boldgrid. That's buildpodcast.net slash B-O-L-D-G-R-I-D. When you have a great idea for your product or business, you need to give it a great domain name. And finding the perfect domain is ridiculously easy with Hover. With Hover, you can easily set up your domain name with the most popular website builders and hosts. You can use Hover Connect to set up your domain automatically in just a few clicks. That's right, no more digging through help articles to find out how to get your domain working. And if you already have a bunch of domains scattered across other domain providers like I did, you can save money by bringing them all into Hover. Eligible domains will include free Whois privacy with volume discounts. So the more domains you have in your account, the more of a discount Hover will automatically apply to your account. Head over to buildpodcast.net slash Hover today for 10% off your first purchase. That's buildpodcast.net slash h-o-v-e-r and now on with the show hey everybody welcome to how i built it the podcast that asks how did you build that today my guest is diane kinney diane how are you i'm great joe thanks for having me thanks for being on the show we uh we have been on uh office hours fm after hours together uh as well as interacted a few times so i'm glad to get you over here on how i built it and uh, we're going to be talking about your book uh, that you are writing with Carrie Dills, right? Called uh, Real World Freelancing. Yep. Cool. Very cool. So Carrie actually teased this in season one. Uh, I think you guys, I think the uh, we recorded right before you announced. So I'm glad to have you as, as the follow-up. This episode will be coming out uh, hopefully right around the time the book launches. So let's just jump right into it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, how you came up with the idea for the book? Well, I have been running a small business in the in the marketing and digital space for 16, 17 years, I think, at this point. And I've never really embraced the term freelancer. That's that's kind of one of my themes. But when we were thinking about I've given a lot of talks and done a fair amount of mentoring in the business space. And so there's always recurring conversations about how do I get started if I want to run my own business? Where do I get good advice, right? Because the internet is full of bad advice. 
like take your laptop to the beach, you know, <laughs> sit in the glaring sun and you'll make a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars just by, you know, soaking up those rays. <laughs> and it's just, there's just bad advice everywhere you turn, mostly because there's some, you know, kind of motivation around that advice, like take my $6,000 overnight millionaire course, you know. Yeah. And so Carrie and I were chatting about, you know, what, what do we want to do for a project? You know, we we keep having these conversations. Of course, Carrie's got her podcast that's business focused. And I work with her on, on that quite a bit. And we've done some uh, webinars and different things. And so we kind of got to the evolution of, you know, let's let's write a book. And then we said to each other, if we're going to write a book, we're going to write a real book. We're not going to write, uh, you know, fantasy. Here's uh, how great your life will be if you buy my book. But a, a, a real positive but realistic guide to freelancing. And so once we kind of developed that idea, we started talking about, you know, themes. And, you know, we kind of have this this spot we're aiming for where it's the you know, your own version of the survival guide, you know, things you need to think about, plan for, how to, you know, create a marketing plan for yourself, how important is branding yourself, like real examinations of some of these things, not just like do this, this and this, but how important is it? Where does it fit? So we're really excited about that. That's fantastic. And uh, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Anybody who's ever read a business book, uh, my, fa- my favorite example of this is the four-hour work week, right? It's because Tim Ferriss, very smart guy. But if you've read the four-hour work week, it's like, all you have to do is these things and your life will be amazing. <laughs> like that's, Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Just like you'll work four hours a week and you can eat whatever you want. Like he mentions that somewhere in the book too. Uh, <laughs> that's important yeah right so uh the the idea of having just like a legit no bs book uh which is what it says on the website realworldfreelancing.com is is great because it's not especially at the beginning starting your own business is not easy it is not easy and you need to have dedication to do it right you need to have dedication you need to be prepared you need to decide if it's even for you because that's that's also kind of one of the the misnomers you know that you know everybody should be a freelancer everybody should be a business owner you know like that's that's the aspirational dream of the current generation does that really make sense i mean some people are more suited to working for others you know you really need to do kind of a self diagnostic of, you know, are you prepared to deal with some things like uncertainty? Owning your own business is always going to have an element of uncertainty. Owning your own business is always going to have an element of stress. You know, is that stress manageable for you? You know, or is that stress become somewhat overwhelming for you? You know, these are decisions that you need to make. You can't just blindly say that this is for me. I've I've bought the book, you know, my life's going to become amazing. And instead, you're like a broke, you know, stressed out basket case, you know, right? Not good. Not good. <laughs> exactly. And that's, that's great. I mean, the first question you do need to ask is this, is this for me? So 
you have been, you know, you've been running your own business and doing a lot of things for um, several years. Carrie Dill's kind of in, in the same boat, right? Right. So, as you're writing this book, uh, what kind of research, if any, did you do? Did you pull from experience or did you uh, look for like sources to kind of back up your claims? Well, one of the things that, that we did was looked at the landscape of what was being published in this area. You have high profile books like the 4-Hour Workweek. Uh, you have a lot of, I, I guess, what I would think of as inspirational and, and promissory kind of books. Mm-hmm. And then you have some, like, lower level, just like somebody just kind of whipped a book together <laughs> to, <laughs> to get it out there and get a few bucks in their pocket, maybe. Yeah. But there there really wasn't anything in that kind of middle realm. So we knew we wanted to position ourselves there. And then we have the good fortune, you know, to have so many friends and so many relationships in the business world that, you know, we've each had the opportunity to hear people's stories, you know, people that we can reach out and talk to and in more detail, things that we've personally learned, you know, just in terms of, I've been doing this long enough that there, there literally was no model when I started Mm -hmm. there, there was actually no Facebook or Twitter or, you know, (laughs) any of those things. And so it was completely figure it out as you go. You know, I don't think I opened a business checking account until a, a client paid me a significant sum of money. And I went to the bank and I had been, of course, invoiced them with my business name, you know, because I was mm-hmm. fancy business, you know, and then I <laughs> took that check to the bank and they were like, you you can't deposit it. <laughs> Yeah, it's not made out to you. It's made out to a business that does not have a business checking account. It was like, uh oh, this <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then there's a mad scramble, you know. And so you just literally learn every step of the way. And so to be able to you know save people from that a little bit, uh, here here's some things you know you you really need to do. You need to understand your taxes. You need to use an accountant. You know, these these are unquestionable, you know, precepts to keep yourself on the right path. Then there's a whole wider world of, you know, choices, you know, directions and how you run your business. And my style is kind of there's no one right answer mm-hmm. when you when you get into some of these things. You know, the things that work for some people don't necessarily work for other people different styles, different markets. And so once you get beyond the basics, it becomes a lot more about advice, suggestions, have you thought about, not necessarily, here's the one true way, you know, to. And and that's another great thing about, uh, it sounds like about your book is like, you go off and you read these other business books and it's like, this is the way I did it. And this is the way you should do it. And it's, it's so common. I mean, I just go on Medium. Right. And you look at the freelancing tag and there's, you know, a hundred articles that say in order to succeed in business, you need to get up at 4 a.m. I think specifically. And then you need to take an ice cold shower. Like that's that's somebody's protocol that's successful. So you need to implement that and then you need to meditate and then you need to journal 
And then you need to have a wheatgrass smoothie. And then if you do those seven things, you know, you are going to be a business success. If I had to do those seven things, there is no, I wouldn't even get out of bed. Yeah, my day would be half (laughs) over and I've done no work. No, no. Well, and first of all, if if I need to greet the day with an ice cold shower in order to be a business success, I am getting out of business. That's just not what I want to be doing. So there's so much like, you know, woo woo, right? Like, right, right. You know, we we see this uh, popular figure. And he plunges himself into an icy pool of water, and now we must all do that. You know, and it's like, no, yeah, no, yep. this is this is yeah. not a critical success factor. <laughs> right. I might have told this story on the podcast before, but I placed third in like this business plan competition, which we could have a whole show about how I feel about business plans in general. And so I was in this incubator and I would get advice from just everybody else who has a successful business. And one guy came in to me and said, you know what you need to do to be successful? You got to wear a suit to work because then you feel professional. I said I said this on After Hours, I think, right? Yeah. I don't want to wear a suit. I don't want to wear pants. That's the exact thing I said on the show. <laughs> uh, like, I mean, I don't really like, want to wear pants either. It's like, yeah. and and that's way way more tolerable than the icy cold shower it's like no i right. i don't want to do those things i don't want yeah. to meditate i don't want to drink wheatgrass these yes. things are quite frankly appalling to me but yet i've managed to you know keep a business afloat for i think 17 years without doing any of those things so right. it's possible you can do it <laughs> yeah exactly so maybe we can talk about uh you know i usually ask uh who you talk to if you're if you're part of a mastermind and maybe we can kind of package that in a question of what is your advice for someone who wants to be successful because i know talking to people is definitely part of that it but is. I, you know what else could go along with that icy cold shower or not i think the the key there i think there's two keys to being successful and one is what's your what's your level of fortitude, you know, willpower, zeal, however you want to look at that, you know, is there some, something inside of you that keeps you going in the face of challenges or obstacles? And are those possibly even things that make you more determined? Or do you have a tendency to go sit on the couch and be like, oh, I can't do this, you know? That there's an innate quality that separates people and kind of like we were talking about in the beginning is is running your own business for you. Not unless you have that, you know, kind of um, warmth and furnace inside of you that's going to focus you on continuing to move forward or even if you stop, you know, you regroup and dust yourself off. But if you're if you're someone who doesn't, you have a certain amount of stubbornness, you know, and you're just going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I believe is a key to success is to give, to give more than you take. And we as a society are kind of trending in the wrong direction you know, all over the place where, you know, the world is full of quid pro quo, you know, 
I tweeted your link. You better tweet mine. You know, mm. <laughs> I, you know, you get emails from people, you know, uh, do this, you know, like I, I did right. you some imaginary favor, do this for me, you know, right. and I, I think that that's a very a wrong approach, you know, help as many people as you can. Don't expect anything in return, you know, give freely. One of the things that has meant so much to me was when I was starting to learn CSS in the days of CSS Zen Garden, and there were a lot Mm. of bloggers that were blogging about like detailed technical techniques. And I learned from those people. Like I didn't have to join their email list. I didn't have to, you know, give them anything. I didn't have to make a donation. (laughs) I I didn't have to buy their course. They just gave, you know, of their knowledge and it benefited them, but it also benefited other people. And I really believe that that is the best possible approach to take just in, in terms of a personal philosophy, you know, try to give something, whatever it is you have to give, you know, it, it could be time, it could be a listening ear, you know, it could be support, it could be a little bit of knowledge. Here's a, here's a better way to do that, you know, but if you can give something instead of just being the consummate kind of taker, I think that is going to make a huge difference in where you end up in, in business and in life, which are not all that different. Right, right. That's that's excellent advice. Should have saved that question for the end. That would be a great way to end the show. <laughs> However, we do need to get to the title question, right? So you are writing this book with Carrie Dills. So uh, I, I've I've written a few books. I was published by Peach Pit, which was a very interesting process. But self-publishing is something that I've struggled with a little bit. So I would love to know, uh, first of all, if you are self-publishing and how you're doing it, but how are you building the book? We are indeed self-publishing. Our process has been to use the collaborative tools um, that we kind of have around us. We tried a couple different things, actually, that went by the wayside, like tools that were specifically designed to make it easy (laughs) to collaboratively write a book didn't work out particularly well. And so we're using a combination of two things. Uh, Microsoft OneNote is kind of similar to Evernote, but a little bit different. And we're using that to write collaboratively and we're using Google Docs. So we're, we're putting our output together in OneNote. I use Google Docs to write sections and pieces and I'm using that specifically because and I don't know why this is but if you install Google Docs on your phone and dictate it is the most accurate dictation that I've been able to achieve with any tool app or anything Google Docs understands me (laughs) (laughs) at a level that you know Siri doesn't understand me like that, you know, but Google Docs does. And so one thing that's really hard to do is to sit in in front of a device and have good thoughts. You know, you get caught up in how many words am I writing or editing yourself and different things. So by 
removing ourselves, and this has worked for Carrie too, from sit in front of a keyboard and output words to get in a little bit of a different environment, you know, maybe go to the park, ride your bike. But if you can, you know, talk those thoughts out, you know, and look back and think about, you know, imagine, I imagine somebody asking me like, what, you know, what are the five biggest lessons you've learned or, you know, different things, low points, high points, and then talk through them. It comes much more readily for me than trying to type, think and type and not getting caught in the editing trap. So get some volume of words going. I mean, we made an outline, sections and those types of things, but really producing the volume of the words is the key to writing a book. And then we're moving toward the point where, you know, we need to start rounds of editing. And an interesting thing is... It's almost a half and half process too, right? We need to write a book, but we also need to market that book. We need to sell that book. And in our case, we are offering packages along so you can buy the book, but then you can buy some enhanced packages with additional information, checklists, reference materials, and things that you can actually use. So we also had to plan that out. And and we really did that close to the beginning, where we sat down and figured out at, at least roughly what the vision was for not just the book, but the book as a product. You know, how would it be marketed? How would it be sold? Because we looked at different ways, you know, of selling it. And so you had to figure out both of those, right? You have to, yeah. you have to write a book and you have to figure out even if you work with a publisher, as you know, the publisher wants you to do, you know, some work too. Right, so right. you've got to be able to go down those, you know, that dual track. And once we get a couple of rounds of editing in, I lucky, you know, for us as a team, I've spent big chunks of my career designing. So I can do layout. I can do website designs. I can do, you know, different things. Like I designed the cover of the book and, you know, that kind of thing. So that makes it a little bit easier, you know, to have that available in-house. So our layout and editing process can kind of overlap a little bit more than than in a traditional handoff. Nice. So a couple of follow-up questions on that are... Uh, one, what are you using to lay out the book? In design. In design. Okay, that's what I thought. I just recorded a video just this morning about re- like designing an ebook in PowerPoint because I'm not a designer. Uh, but InDesign's totally the way to go there. And how are you going to sell the book? I assume your website is probably WordPress powered. Is that a yes, fair assumption? It is a fair okay, assumption. So- it's WordPress powered, and the landing page is built with Beaver Builder. Ooh, all right. <laughs> that was my first time uh, building something with uh, Beaver Builder. So that was that was a very cool and interesting uh, process. And yes, of course, it's built with WordPress. And uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to use uh, WooCommerce okay. to handle the sales process. And that's what we're going to do initially. We're going to okay. we're going to sell the book through the website. I think we're also going to sell it through Amazon as an EPUB, and I'm not 100% positive, but there's certain certain limitations 
right? Mm-hmm. Like initially we right. thought we would for sure do like the Kindle first program and we can't sell it on our own website if we do right. that, for example. Right. So I think we're in a position where we have a little bit more of an audience with our own website than we do on Amazon. So I think we're going to do direct sales first, have an EPUB, and then we may see where we go from there. And, you know, maybe it'll be a fantastic enough book that we'll talk to a publisher, you know, at some yeah. point about a a print version. So we'll see where all that goes. We're just interested nice. in, you know, the ride and the process. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's the beauty of self-publishing, right? Is you can... Exactly. You can put it out there and if it is popular enough you could shop it around to publishers absolutely uh, which is very cool awesome so uh we've been talking for a while we're coming up on time and there are two questions i like to ask before the big question so uh maybe you can kind of answer this in tandem what transformations uh has your book gone through the book writing process and what are your plans for the future of the book let's look at this uh, let's assume that this comes out around or just after launch day. What are your hopes and dreams? I think initially we just had the concept of the book mm-hmm. as a book. And the transformation that occurred to us was that it could be more than a book. It could be tools and packages and related materials. And we could make it into you know, a multidimensional experience for people. And we could help them even more, you know, than just reading a chapter. And in the in terms of hopes and dreams, in all sincerity, I hope that the book helps people. I have conversations all the time with people and they, you know, they're doing good, but they feel a little overwhelmed or they need some encouragement. Uh, we we got a note from somebody the other day. We have a mailing list for the book, and sometimes people write us notes like, is it done yet? Because I need it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, someone wrote in and listed out all the things, you know, she was trying to do to start her business. And, I mean, I'm pretty good at this, and I couldn't get 20% of those things done, you know. So oh. it's it's my hope to be able to say to people, you know, you don't have to do everything, you know, here's what's really going to gonna matter in the long run. Take care of yourself, you know, take care of yourself. We don't, we don't talk about it enough, you know, in, in the nerd space, but mental health is a huge issue for people who, you know, work primarily in isolation. They, they work very hard. There's a, a personality that maybe is a little introverted, a little prone to, you know, being a little hard on yourself. And, you know, if it makes a difference, you know, just for a few people, I'll be really yeah. happy. That's awesome. That's excellent. Uh, well, we're, depending on when this episode comes out, really looking forward to it or excited to read it because it's because <laughs> I got it. So let's end with uh, my favorite question to ask. Do you have any trade secrets for us? My trade secret is not very sexy, and it's to be super organized. Super organized. I like it. It's it's to be super organized because I do not have the greatest attention span in the world, and I have a lot of ideas and a lot of different things, and so it's it's really easy to get off track or forget or see a shiny object, so... 
I have just trained myself, you know, to live kind of by the lists and the folders in the organization. So that's that's my secret weapon. Awesome. I like it. And it it might not be very sexy, but always uh function over form, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Let's get a result. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Awesome. Well, uh Diane, thank you so much for joining me today. It was a great conversation. Thanks, Joe. I love this show. I've seen every episode, heard every episode. Oh, thank you so much. That means a lot to me. I'm I'm having a lot of fun doing it and I'm learning a lot. Hopefully the the listeners are learning a lot too. Uh make sure to check out realworldfreelancing.com. It's definitely going to be a great resource. I I can vouch for both authors, they are now both guests of the show. Thanks so much to our great guests and our awesome sponsors. And most importantly, thank you. The show wouldn't be where it is today without your support over the last few months. I couldn't have imagined that this show would be as big as it is. At the time of this recording, I'm approaching 50,000 downloads total in less than a year. And I, I am ecstatic about that. And for season three, I want to learn more about you. So I've put together a survey. If you go to builtpodcast.net slash survey, just a little bit of information about who you are and what you do and what you like so I can deliver the best content for you. Again, that's builtpodcast.net slash survey. And once again, thank you so much for listening as we wind down season two. I'm really looking forward to season three. It's going to be our best yet. And until next time, get out there and build something.